Welcome back to another episode of Coach Stokes Says So, my podcast. I got two guests with me today. Once again, Mr. GYM himself, Coach Daryl Hill is in the building. Say what's up. What's up, what's up? Daryl D. D. Hill. And I got my son here, Roy Boy, all of 11 years old. Say what's up, Roy. A little Man, say it with your chest. What's up? Speak up, man. <laughs> In his What's up? Nah, in his in his defense, he is a little bit ill right now, so uh, he's got a little bit of a sore throat. But the you know we don't take sick days around here, so he still had to join in. And we actually recorded one of these a couple of days ago, talking about Super Bowl predictions, and it was awesome. And then my phone shut off, and we lost the whole recording. So I said we'll try to recreate the greatness right now. So what I wanted to do, just really quick. No more than 10 minutes. Just wanted to get a quick little segment on predictions for today. What's today? Super Bowl Sunday, man. Super Bowl Sunday. Man, it's like a holiday. It's Sunday. No, it's Super Bowl Sunday. That's a special day when, when you know, we got to take off from work. and everything. It's, a, it's never good that you're sick, bro, but, like, it's a good day to be sick because then you can, like, stay up and watch the Super Bowl stuff. Super Bowl don't play out here until three. Like we don't start until midnight, so the game ain't gonna finish here until three o'clock in the morning. If they go to overtime, we talk four o'clock in the morning. So it's a true sacrifice for us to see the game live out here. I don't know if my man can hang. He's sick. He's tired. I think he's gonna have to watch the replay because uh, he gonna have to get some rest and feel better. But I gotta stay at home tomorrow to take care of him. Of course, I'm just an awesome dad like that. And it does help me out since I'm going to be up till 4 <laughs> I wasn't looking forward to work three hours after that anyways. So, I don't know. Maybe the Super Bowl stars have a lot. Speaking of the Super Bowl, I wanted to have a little reflection. Both Daryl and I have had extensive football careers. We've been fans since day one of the sport. That's been our number one sport. So, I just wanted to know, Daryl, what your – most memorable Super Bowl moment has been? Well, as far as I can remember, <laughs> my best, the first Super Bowl moment I can remember was being three or four years old, about four years old, living in Chicago, watching the 85 Bears. I was a kid. I looked up to Walter Payton. Uh, I followed him as, as early as I can remember. And, uh, I just remember, ironically, them playing the Patriots, which I'm playing today, and just them just out there having fun. That's all I remember them having fun. Uh, they put Refrigerator Perry back there, and, and, and he even got a touchdown. You know, yeah, they, so, they 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 put it on them. Yeah, it was, that was a that was a very convincing. If, if you remember, though, see, I don't even know if you remember. I they don't remember. Supposed- Okay. I, I gotta give you, no, look, I know what happened. As a football historian, I know what happened. As Walter Payton being my guy, of course I know the story and everything that went down. But seeing it live, I was three years old at the time. Heck no, nah, man, I don't remember that. Uh, I'm pretty sure I watched it, but I don't remember none of it. And Yeah, so I didn't have an emotional – connection to Walter Payton at that time at three years old, seeing as how I didn't live in Chicago. 
But when I did look back on that game, it's still, you know, I see Mike Dicker talk about it. I see Jim McMahon talk about it and how they regret not getting Walter Payton the ball to score in that game, especially as easily as they handled the Patriots. There was no reason they couldn't have forced the issue to get my man for the field zone, which he deserved having carried the entire franchise on his back for so many years prior to that. I think it was 10 years prior, actually. What, he got drafted like in 75 or 76, I believe? But I'm saying a whole decade of bringing the whole organization to light, really. Like, I don't think they really did anything um, since Gail Sayers had been there of any real significance. And with him being there in that defense – I mean, he was the face of the organization, so for them to to drop the ball on that, that hurt me for him. I felt his pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so did I, man. And and you gotta think as a coach, you've been a coach, so you can you can you can probably fell victim to this. When you're in the in, in, in the speed of the game, man, sometimes you will neglect some things or forget some things. You know what I mean? It's just you can't forget how it is. You can't forget sweet. Well, you know what? I, hey, man, come on, man. You know I'm on, I'm I'm on sweetness side, man. I'm just saying. I'm just See. saying, man. They, the Patriots' goal was not to let Walter Payton beat them, right? I understand. So, I understand. Yeah. So with that being said, you know the Bears are like, well, all you other guys, this is how we're gonna win. And everybody else stepped up, man. Dennis McKinnon, Willie Gard, Refrigerator Perry, you know Wilbur Marshall, all these guys, Richard Dick. Like I know the whole '85 Bears, man. Hey, great thing about it, man. I knew. Sweetness, you remember the Super Bowl Shuffle, man? I, I remember that whole verse, man, Walter Payton. That, that was my verse, you know what I mean? <laughs> when me and I, my brother I knew you was going to say you knew the whole dance, but he said he knew the verse. <laughs> no, the verse. I know the whole verse, baby. You know what I'm saying? You know? You know? Hey, 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 Walter Payton had bars on there, too, man. Y'all don't even know how he came up, man. The boy <laughs> came up, like, when they call him Sweetness, and I like the dance. Running the bars is like a make-and-roll-mess. What? What did you <laughs> Running the ball is like making romance. Man, come on, man. Making love on the field, man. It's out here. Y'all didn't see. Y'all didn't get it. See, I was real connected. That was my guy. You are. You are proving it in every which way or form. Right now, (laughs) gotta make sure that the youngsters pay homage. Roy, what number was Walter Payton? Thirty-four. Uh, no hesitation. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's how you raise these kids, right? No hesitation. Nah, he, he, I got Other numbers became popular, but back then, everybody wanted 34. If you was a running back, 34 was the number. Nah. If you had it, you was that dude on that team if you had 34, you know? That was real. And, and and going back to what you said earlier, yes, it was the Patriots' number one goal to make sure that sweetness, Walter Payton, number 34, did not beat them. So, if you look at what the Patriots do now and Bill Belichick, what he's famous for is he's going to take away your number one option. He's not going to give you that, much like they did to Walter Payton back in the day. Now, that didn't really work for them back then because they got – they was handed to him, but that's been the recipe for success for Bill Belichick. That being said, much like Walter Payton being all but obsolete in the Super Bowl, Todd Gurley was obsolete in the NFC championship game. He did score a touchdown, but I think he had like four or five touches and was really a non-factor, didn't play much. So he had, and that wasn't really the Saints taking him out the game, but I think there will be 
an added area of focus and interest on making sure he's in the game plan much more so than he was uh, as much as he was out of the game plan last week. Because that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, especially with a player of this caliber. I believe uh, Gurley is gone. He's just a, one of the greats as a Ram. I think he passed Marshall Falk in something, in yardage or touches or something like that. So that's like great company. And he's in there with uh, Eric Dickerson as well. I don't know if he's number one, two, or three. Basically, what I'm saying, you got to keep them in the, in the game. You got yeah. to keep everybody honest. If anything, I don't care if we get twos and fuse, that's okay. Because he got one coming. He got one inside of him. He's coming. You know what I mean? So keep the defense off of it. Keep the defense. Yeah, well, it, it, we, we tend to talk about running backs a lot. And, and, and we talk about Walter Payton. Walter Payton made me love the game, like just watching his passion. And then Barry Sanders made me excited about the game. Like, he was like a superhero. Like, how can you do the things that he did? But if you talk about hands down, you can only take one running back on your squad. I'm taking Marshall Falk all day. Marshall Falk was my guy because of the versatility. Like, that was just my guy. I love me some Marshall Falk. And for Gurley to be in any comparison to Marshall Falk is a huge accomplishment. Exactly. Man, that's why you can't take him out the game. That's why you can't take him out the game. (laughs) But that's a credit to them because they did take him out the game in the NFC Championship and still went, made it to the Super Bowl, still won the game. Now, controversial, but yeah. <laughs> like I said, yeah, we talked about it last time. Maybe there's an asterisk next to that. But, but let, let's stay focused, though. Let's stay focused. So let's go with predictions. I'm going with the Rams. Now, y'all don't need to, big, y'all don't need to piggyback my prediction. Uh, Daryl told us last episode he hates the Patriots, and that's a very strong word, and he stood by it. So I'm assuming he's going with the Rams, but I'm going to allow him to explain what he thinks. Now, I know he wants the Rams to win, but I want an honest professional opinion on who you think will win. I will take the Rams for the simple fact that without Todd Gurley, they still made it to the Super Bowl with him uh, ultimately being obsolete. So with them having the added focus on him coming in, the extra week to prepare, and them being too – not knowing how big of a game that they're in, I think that actually works to their advantage. They always say that uh, expertise is the best thing you can have there, and the Patriots are calm. They've been here so many times. But sometimes you don't even realize you're in the moment because you're so young and you can't even capitalize on it that you're just flying high. And I think that translates and comes over, and the Rams come away with a four-point victory. Coach Hill, before I let you go, Roy – who you think gonna win the game? By how many points? That's ten. Ten points. I asked them two days ago. It was twenty points. So the the spread in Helsinki keeps going down. So I got the Rams by four points. Roy has the Rams by the Rams by ten points. Coach Hill, what is your expert opinion? Emotions out of it of what's gonna happen today? Ah, okay. Well, first of all, I'm not going to leave my emotions out of it. Can't do it. Won't do it. Um, I do think it's going to be a fairly close game. Fairly close game. Uh, I'm going to say six points. Less than a touchdown. Six points. And the reason being Rams. Rams were, of course, I mean, you know, because, you know, how I feel about the Patriots. And I think the world, like, pretty much hates it. 
Patriots fan for the most part, unless you're just Patriots fans. I'm not a fan of either, so I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, defense, I think the defense is going to be on the Rams that line. If you look at everybody that beat the Patriots, that defensive line was the reason why. The Giants' offense wasn't better than the Patriots, but that defensive line was, you know, with Brady not being able to move like that, uh, I think they'll cause some, some trouble. I, I guess I think he'll be tap dancing like like Stephen A. say, like, uh, what's my man named Gregory Hines? <laughs> Late great. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I, 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 that's a very good point. I agree with you because I think Sue is going to be the key to this. Donald going to get off. He's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to create some havoc. But I believe the Patriots will have a good plan of attack to not stop him because you can't stop Aaron Donald. But you, they'll try to neutralize it or go away from him as much as possible, which means it's going to be if Sue steps up and makes some plays, the Patriots aren't – that you can't answer both. You can't answer both of them. And I think that D-line will ultimately be the key in today's game. So we got Roy – with Rams by 10, Coach Hill with the Rams by six, Coach Stokes with the Rams by four. Put that all together. We got the Rams by 20 if you're putting all of us together as a collective. But hands down, we all say the Rams will win. I'm going to stop this podcast right here, right now. And we're going to come with another segment that comes right after this, talking about what actually went down after the Super Bowl. We're going to come back and reflect on it. Everybody's going to be able to give their opinion after we see what happens here in a few hours. Any last comments, Roy? You can't shoulder shrug on a podcast. Do you have any last comments? No. No last comments. Coach Hill, any last comments? Yeah. Go Rams. (laughs) Go Rams. All right. Well, here's a good football match. I hope everybody out there listening will enjoy. And... Check back for the recap coming very soon. Coach Stokes says so.